And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and along uh, shortly will be my podcast partner, Hall of Famer Coach Ted Huber. And boy, have we got a show lined up for you tonight here. We have got four, four, count them, incredible coaches that are legends in the sport of high school football in the state of Indiana, starting out with Dick Dullahan, followed by Mo Moriarty, Denny Pelle, and Bill Sharp. All these guys, Hall of Famers, and they've all got great stories to tell about their incredible careers as head football coaches across the state of Indiana. So it's going to be a great show. They're going to tell us about uh, some of their uh, highlights in their career, and there are many state championships amongst all of them, so it's going to be a great show. So stay tuned. Hang on. This is going to be a great one. Okay, coaches, it's summer camp season, which means you might be in market for some camp t-shirts or maybe camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cat Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With over 100,000 products available, our designers can come up with something that's unique just for you. Items that will create a lasting impression on your future high school players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916, and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Gap Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the IFCA podcast. A special podcast here as we continue with our Legends series. And, boy, have we got some legendary coaches to talk to tonight, and I'm going to let Another legend in his own right, Coach Ted Huber, a Hall of Famer, and he's going to introduce our special guest tonight, and we got quite a list. Yeah, this is a Joe Talley night, I'll tell you that, because <laughs> Joe Talley loves to be with football people, and we have got four uh, guys that are really unbelievable here, okay? We've got Dick Bellingham. Um, who in 62 graduated from Indianapolis Cathedral and in 66 graduated from Butler. Now, the reason I'm saying this, you'll find out in a minute. We got Mo Moriarty, the young guy of the crew, by the way, graduated high school 73 and from Martinsville, played for Bill Siderwitz, lucky Mo, and um, 77. Uh, from uh, St. Joseph College. And we got Denny Pelly, 68 graduate of Speedway and a 73 graduate of Ball State. And then we got Bill Sharp, a 68 graduate of South Bend LaSalle and University of Evansville. Now, the reason I say that is because Butler, St. Joe, Ball State, and Evansville, along with Indiana State, Valpo, and DePaul, made up the old ICC conference. Wow. Oh, wow. Just think about that, guys. In, when we were in college, the old ICC <laughs> conference, and uh, it just hit me when I, when I wrote this all down. So, anyway, I just thought it would be interesting to do this and, uh, you know, to, to point that out. Okay? So, uh, let's start over again with Dick 
312 wins, 59 losses. Okay, six, that's 84.1% in 34 years. Coached in 371 games. Okay, Mo Moriarty coached in 406 games, 305 wins, 101 loss, which is 75%. And uh, he was in it for 30-plus years. Benny Pelly had the most games, 424 games, 290 wins, 134 losses, which is only 68.4%. Boy, <laughs> everybody wishes they only yeah, had 68.4%. Wow. And, um, and also was uh, in it about 39 years. And then we got Bill Sharp, 342 uh, games, 288 wins, only 54 losses, which is 84.2%. And was in it for 28 years. Okay, so uh, I'm going to get all this. Let's talk about state championships here. Okay, Dick, we'll start with you. I've got you down for eight state championships. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, How (laughs) does that happen? How do we get a man with eight state championships? Well, first of all, you got to be in places and places where they want to win and the administration is behind you because if the administration is not behind you, nobody's going to accumulate even close to that many championships. And it, it takes a commitment. I had, I never had a bad boss in all of my years in high school football. I never had a bad boss. And I honestly, they were always in it for the right reasons. And they wanted to do things right. Now it said we're byproduct of doing things right. And our guys, uh, administrators I'm talking about, I mean, all the way from the superintendent, all the way to the assistant superintendent, to the director, to the principal of the school, I never had a bad boss. And, and the commitment that they made to me to help me uh, was almost unbelievable. We don't have near enough time to, to tell you some stories, but some of the things that my <laughs> did, it would blow you away. I mean, what they did here to make sure that I had the assistant coaches that I needed to, to continue to, to win. And it is just, uh, well, it was a whole bunch of fun. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did one at Carmel and the rest at Ben Davis, I think. Yes, sir. Speaking of Carmel. Okay, let's talk to Mo here a little bit. Mo, uh, I got you for three, is that correct? That is correct. Okay, two at South and one at Carmel. Yep. Okay, so can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I'd say a lot like what Dick said. You know, I think a lot of things, timing, being at the right place and the right time, you know. uh, I was fortunate. you know, I won three state championships, and all three of those teams had a Mr. Football. So, again, right place, right time. I had Rex Grossman, who was very good. Before him, I had Bulbar Zalovskis, who was a great high school player. And at Carmel, I had Morgan Newton. So, uh, I think that 
you know, I was able to win some state championships because I had some really good players. Okay. And then, Bill, I got you for four. Was it four out of five? Is that right? Four out of six. Uh, we lost four out of six. Two. We lost our first two, and then we won four in a row. And it's exactly what Mo and, and Dick said. I, I, I was the luckiest person in the world. I, I, I learned how to coach at Southport, and then I got hired at Jimtown. And uh, I, I was talking to a guy the other day. This is kind of an interesting it, Jimtown, you know, it was, a, it was a two and a three eight, one, two and three eight school. We did not have one football coach on our staff that didn't coach another sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, often, I've often said that was one of the reasons that Jimtown was such a, so successful in, in, in a lot of things that they did. I, I think there are a lot of people that cared. And like I said, I was the, the luckiest guy in the world. I had great bosses. Uh, uh, I, I have an incredibly understanding family. Uh, uh, I had, you know, a really great support at home, and uh, it, I, was, I was a lucky guy. Now, Denny, who were those people that kept you from winning a state championship? What am I doing in this conversation? <laughs> well, what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> those guys are all, oh, they're all legends. There's no question. Well. Um, you know, I retired about eight years ago, seven years ago. I've helped my son. He's won three. He won three in a row here about two years ago at Western Boone. And, and that's a credit to him, not to me, but to, to him. And those guys, you know, when you look at other coaches, other programs, I think, I think they all hit on some good things about, you know, the health and the staff and the commitment and the, communities, I guess. Uh, I know in Delahan's situation, his wife probably has much to do with him winning those championships <laughs> and anything else. I know firsthand about that. He, she helped me get started when I was at Mooresville years back. But we've been in a couple finals games. Uh, I was at Speedway for uh, 26 years, I guess, in Mooresville. At, uh, my gosh, Mooresville, they didn't even – the state championship was uh, a lot – a lot slimmed down, and we had lost to some good teams at Jasper, Jerry Brewers. Team beat us like 18 to 16 one night. Uh, we've had our chances, but uh, kudos to those guys. They're all they're all legends, no question. I'm right in the middle of football practice right now, so if I lose you, uh, mm-hmm. I'm helping my son all these I'm trying to figure out. They spend more time today figuring out who not to block than who to block. <laughs> I, I really believe that. That's the change, guys. That's the change. I'm telling you. They, it's, it's unbelievable. He is absolutely right on that. Who not to block. That's exactly right. <laughs> Okay, let's let's go, Dick. Uh, let's go to 1972, Dick. I got I got to point this out because um, you were on the first high school staff that was eligible to coach in the All Star game. Oh boy, I'll never forget it. I learned a valuable lesson, and I'll tell you the lesson that I learned from the very beginning. And it, it happened during that week. Uh, first of all, I was totally impressed with Allen. As you know, the, the uh, five-star recruits and the ones that are going to the big division schools, they're no longer able to play in this all-star game. But right. back in the day, we had we had a bevy of stars because there wasn't any 
reason for him not to play in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it, it was it was so much fun. And I had five coaches with myself. We had Hub Edgerton. We had uh, uh, Chuck Robbins from Southport. Uh, Hub Edgerton from Richmond. We had Joe Talley from Pell City. Mm-hmm. We had Bob Paget from Evansville Wright. Uh, wait a minute. I think, I, and I think I was the last one. So I, I was by far the youngest. I was like 26 or something, 27 maybe. And I am telling you, it was 1972 with that all-star game, but 71, my quarterback was Bill Lynch. Oh, and back wow. in the day, I mean, listen to this. We ran two complete offenses. We ran up Edison, run and shoot, and we ran the I format, which I running with Bill Lynch and we uh, you know the other coaches you get together afterwards and how in the hell are we going to run offenses in one week's time <laughs> you know what he did it uh, that's it. He, he, he did it I mean we yes we didn't run the whole offense but I'm telling you we had good players we had a little running back from Shortridge High School that had scored 74 points in one game in, during the rest of the season. <laughs> and from Louisville, he played in Louisville and played there at Shortridge. And, oh, my goodness, he was so good. And our line was well loaded with big guys. And he hit behind the line. I think he only weighed 48 that night. And he was sick and, and – he was just so cool and went on to be a star football. We had Trent Spock. We had John Tyler playing tight end uh, from my heart. And, of course, Bill Lynch was the quarterback. And we had so much fun. But I'll tell you what, those guys and me, they, nobody thought that we were going to get it done. Well, the final score was South 32, the North Zebra. Wow. And I'm – Scott Studwell was playing middle linebacker, and you know, of course, what his he later did. Uh, one day, one day at practice, I need a tight end. I need a tight end. Studwell, said, I got it. He just jumps in there, runs there. They he th- runs a pass route, and he takes. He, Bill Lynch throws the ball. The ball hits him really low. He dives for it. He catches it. He raises his hand up in the air with the ball in his hand like he'd been trained to do that all his whole life. <laughs> and I'd tell you what, he was an oh-my-God athlete. Yeah, he, was. Mm-hmm. he was unbelievable. I'll never forget it. And I thought he was really good-looking. He was uh, <laughs> he No, he was so good-looking. He was strong as a mule. He's cut up. He had muscles. I think he had muscles in his doo-doo, if you know what I'm saying. Something <laughs> else. Well... During that whole week, uh, it seemed like there was a woman that came and picked him up at at practice, and it wasn't his mother. I mean, it was <laughs> amazing. We all of us were like in shock, and of course, he'd come back just the time for curfew. But oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I know you. Uh, 
took a little hiatus from high school and coached a little uh, coached a little college football. Can you briefly briefly describe that for us? Well, it was it was a marriage made in heaven. I mean, it, it was so it was so I was so fortunate because Jim Young was a genius, and he had about 142 IQ or something like that, and he. He had a brain that was amazing, and he taught all of us, all of us nine or eight assistant coaches, he taught all of us uh, organization and structure and little things and attention to details and paying attention to what was going on with the coach. One of the great things I learned, which I thought was terrific, and I took it back and was able to use it in my subsequent jobs, uh, what he taught us was, you know, that every coach, every coach had a list of responsibilities. And mine, of course, had about 20 things on it because I was kind of the youngest guy or the rookie on the staff. But I mean, everybody had a list of responsibilities. And the number one responsibility at the top of the list was this, the play your players on Saturday afternoon. That was the responsibility of the assistant coaches. And you know what? You give them that responsibility. You got to let them have their head and you got to let them, let them coach. Mm-hmm. And you, you, yes, you hold them. But it, it was such a good thing to watch all these. Coaches. Everybody's on the same page and, I learned so much that, that I could take back to school. And things such as having a full-time strength coach. Well, we had a strength coach at school, and John Arcy was the guy's name. He was, a, he was a good guy. And he did. He had total responsibility for the strength of our football team. Mm-hmm. And later on, of course, they had speed development and flexibility and all those things to responsibility. And so I learned... And when I went to Ben Davis, I said, if you guys are smart and you want to be ahead of the you'll hire a full-time strength coach. And I don't want it to be a football coach because I want the strength coach to encourage kids to play multiple sports. I always believed we were all better off playing multiple sports. And I, I really thought that a strength coach who didn't actually coach a sport that guy would be invaluable because nobody could question it because we were football coaches. We, we didn't have the God almighty authority and knowledge of, of uh, weight training and, and development of players. Well, our most important product is development of players. So what I did was I, I was able to hire a strength coach named Kevin Vanderbush, who's still at Ben Davis and eighty. I believe it was we hired him in that spring and I'm telling you it was a blessing because I just turned the whole strength program over to him and I said now look I'll be there to help you and I said I'll do whatever you want to do but let's be clear you're going to run it and I'm going to learn from you so it's player anyway that was just okay. one of the that I, I was able to learn okay Let's go to let's go to Mo. Uh, Mo, you uh, 
later on uh, went to college coaching. Can you can you tell me why you did that? Well, I don't know if I can really tell you why. Uh, <laughs> it kind of. I'll tell you what happened. I can tell you exactly how it happened. Um, Coach Denardo, when he came to town, called me up, and he really just wanted to talk. At the time, I had been president of our coaches' association, and he just kind of wanted to talk to me because he wanted to have a good relationship with the coaches in the state. So I said, Coach, uh, he was really busy at the time, but I said, whenever you're ready, give me a call. We'll do it. Well, I honestly don't know, but when we got off the phone, I just thought, you know, maybe I might want to see if he might want to hire me there. So I just called him back and I said, Coach Denardo, I'll sit down and talk to you anytime you want, but I was wondering if there's a chance if we could talk about me possibly being on your staff. And he said, sure. And so it, um, we got together. I had a uh, interview with him, and got to get up and get on the board, and got to talk football with him. I ended up getting hired, and so it kind of happened without. I never thought really about doing it, but it worked out. And the thing that I can, you know, Dick, you know, he brought back weight. I think what college did, I'm sure it did for Dick as well. You were exposed to so much football, the ability to learn so much, not just from your staff, but from everybody that you're competing against. And I would say the thing I took when I left IU then and went to Carmel, the thing that I took to Carmel that I thought was the biggest, you know, I'd watched film before as a high school coach. But it was totally different in college. I mean, everybody's watching it in your individual positions. You're watching a team. And and so on. the thing that I learned, and I was thinking, you know, if I ever go back to high school, I'm going to initiate and really use film on a daily basis with my players. And so what I did when I went to Carmel, obviously they have a great parent club, we ended up putting like, five projectors in. And um, so I would say probably what the biggest thing from college was being able to learn a lot of football, to take some great ideals from that and incorporate that in at the high school level. And then just all the different guys that I met through college. So it just opened up the, gave me the opportunity to meet that much more people. I mean, I have friends today. I have Matt Canada, who I coached with in Indiana, offensive coordinator of the Steelers. I coached with Joe Cohen in Indiana. He is the defensive line coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. I coached Coach Kurt Mauer and coached with him, head coach in Indiana. So I just, you know, I think a lot of the guys I met that are still out there coaching, it's just kind of fun to, to follow them around as well. Yeah. I want to point out, too, before we uh, go ahead, um, you know, I, I looked at your uh, your resume, if you will, and uh, you were in four conferences at one time or another in your career, and you were a champion in all those conferences. So um, consistency, uh, obviously, uh, 
you you know you had it okay you don't win 300 games without being consistent okay so anyway i thought it would be interesting to hear about the college now okay now bill sharp uh never a college coach except uh well i guess your first job was an assistant at the university of evansville but 29 years at uh at Jimtown at Bago Creek, and how in the world did you win 288 games? Uh, and you what? never were a college coach. You never had all the advantages that Mo talked about, that Dick talked about. I mean, uh, tell us about that. Well, I, I, I think Ted, I, I told you about Southport. I really learned that. I, I got to, uh, Chuck Robbins was there, uh, Randy Farron, John Dwanger. Uh, Richie Tile, those people, I, I learned a great deal, not just about football, just about coaching. You know, uh, I, I'll tell you a great story about Rich Tile, but very few people, he's he's passed. But Rich Tile was at the University of Indianapolis, well, Indiana Central back then, and of course he was a basketball player there. And his senior year at the at, at, at University of Indianapolis, he went out for football. And I asked him, we were down in John's basement one time, I said, Rich, why in the world would he said, well, when I got hired, he said, I, they may ask me to coach football, and I just wanted to play it for a year. I told how to go? He said, well, he, beat that, that, he got beat up pretty good. But he really <laughs> he did enjoy it. But that, I mean, I was learning from people like that. I mean, so it was really a very unique one. When I, when I got to Jimtown, we had a great administration. And, uh, you, you know, the other thing, Jimtown is a unique place. The, the people – Ted, the people that go there, there's a great deal of pride they have in their school. And obviously we had some really good athletes and uh, uh, it just kind of all came together. Uh, we had a, we had a great coaching staff. Uh, we had guys that were coaching football and basketball and uh, uh, baseball. And you know, they said, you know, we want to be part of it. We want to be part of it. And we just, you know, that they ended up learning. We learned on the run, and it, it, it worked out. It's a very, like I said, it's a very unique place. And yeah, it, it is. I, I was lucky. I mean, I, I'm the, we, we, had, we had some great players. I, I, I walked in. Mark Smith was the first quarterback I had. He's really a really good player. And uh, we had, it, oddly enough, we had a really, really good freshman class coming in behind. Uh, my first year there, our eighth grade was really good. So it just kind of snowballed. And uh, um, we won some close games. I, 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 you know, we were able to uh, uh, maybe sneak sneak some some wins in that maybe we shouldn't have got, and and it just kind of snowballed. And uh, we ended up getting a lot of kids involved in the program. Uh, we certainly had the faculty involved, and uh, I was lucky. Yeah. Well, Northern State Conference champs. I don't know how many times, but um, you know. And there's one other thing that I was going to point out that both you and Denny have, and, uh, that, uh, you have sons that were, that played for you. And then you had sons that, uh, you know, are coaching now your, your son, David is uh, head coach at Noblesville. Right. Okay. He, Dave, Dave's at Noblesville. He played for us. Uh, Adam works in the health industry in Goshen. He was a player for us. And Brian, my, our oldest son, he all, also played in, uh, uh, he's an attorney in the Chicago area now. So all three of the boys played and then, uh, my daughter Julie was uh, was our was our biggest fan. So uh, mm-hmm. so it was it was a, it was a family affair. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, All coaches. Right. I just want to interject this, Ted. 
and the good, good, the coaches and staffs that I've been around that are really successful and coach sharp points it out. And I know it's how he ran his program and coach Dolhan and all you guys, um, you know, uh, creating that family atmosphere, uh, which, uh, everyone really depends upon one another and counts on one another. I think that's a key ingredient in all of this too. No question. Oh, absolutely. Our, my wife, Kathy really organized, uh, she really organized the assistant coaches' wives, and they became became almost like a club. Sure. And you know, and they knew exactly. It, it was really, it was really a very uh, a unique experience. Uh, it uh, very, very fond memories. Uh, not so much with the victories, but with all the with all of the friendships we made, mm-hmm. and and we certainly still have those today. We see each other. I still. <laughs> I still drive into uh, to Jimtown every Thursday morning, and we have breakfast at about six o'clock in the morning. And there's always between oh, I don't know, six and twelve people there, and it's all old timers, and it's a gas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, to kind of wrap this all together, uh, three out of four of these coaches that we had on here um, have been elected selected for the National Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. okay, the NHSACA, and Dick and Bo uh, and Bill uh, are all, in, have been inducted into that National Hall of Fame, and I and I, I wanted to point that out. Yeah, um, we got another one that's going to go the Hall of Fame. We got another one that's going to go in that's on this broadcast, too. This summer, yes, we do. By the name of Ted Huber. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Hall of Fame, okay, Bill, you, you know you're from Region Two, and you've been very um, active in that. I know I went to a Hall of Fame uh, induction up there, and uh, you were up reading the oath, and and um, you know I, I just think that's that's something else uh, that you still are doing what you do. Uh, you were elected yourself to the Indiana Hall of Fame in 2004, I think. Uh, so can you uh, just kind of give us a little idea why are you still involved in this? Well, it, it, it's easy. I, first of all, it, I, I think it's very important. I, I, I don't think anybody, I, 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 and I'm sure the other three coaches would agree, I don't think anybody gets into coaching ever thinking they're going into the Hall of Fame. I, I don't believe that. I think they just want to coach and they want to do the best job they can. And then when it happens, it's kind of stunning. Uh, and, and, and then when, when I was asked to be on this committee up here with Region 2, which is a, a, a really, really organized – Ted, you've been up here. It's a very organized very, region. Very I mean, it, uh, yeah, the, the, the Hall of Fame committee is, uh, uh, is, is really well thought out and uh, – uh, Scott Bovenkirk does it. Bob Kanye, they do great jobs. And uh, I was, I, I'm fortunate to be a part of it. And I thought if they want me to be, I, I'll do, I hope I can do this for, you know, for as long as I'm able to walk. And it, first it keeps you around the game, of course. And uh, it's just, I, I just think it's important. I, I think it's very important that people realize the commitment, the people that go into the Hall of Fame, the commitment that they had to the game of football in the state of Indiana, I think it's important for people to know that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, believe me, it is not a job. It's, uh, it is a, uh, it is a huge enjoyment in my life right now. Yeah. 
Well, you you could tell that. You know, last Thursday I was in Indianapolis, uh, and there was Dick Dullahan. Dick is still on a committee in Region 7. Uh, Dick was elected in 1997, and uh, uh, I think uh, you had one other uh, reason for being there, Dick. Can you tell us about that? Well, really, I knew very well all of those guys. John Mallory worked my camp for years, and I respected him so much because he was, he was one of those assistants that just was willing to do anything to help. And I mean anything. And, and he became a, a very good friend. Uh, I watched Paul Hogan when he was a puppy, when he was a attendee at our camp, and then he was a coach, and he worked the camp more than once. Uh, you know, his youngest daughter couldn't be there for induction because she was at the Peyton Manning camp working intern. And she is something else because she's a manager at Indiana University, and uh, she does a terrific job uh, of being a student manager. And uh, Todd Hurley, uh, Rick Carrico, Rick Carrico worked our camp a number of times, a number of years. Uh, Rick Carrico could coach for anybody. He was a great linebacker coach. Uh, Paul Logan was a great player at Rushville High School. Uh, it, it was so much fun to be a part of it. And then, of course, Randy Manier, who I sponsored, he and I played against each other. He was the running back for Broad Ripple High School, playing for Bob Brass way back in the day. And I was playing for Cathedral. And we played against each other in the standing room of <laughs> Broad Ripple Stadium. And uh, the final score was 6-6. Six to six. Oh, wow. And I never forgot it. I played it against Randy in baseball as well. He was a great baseball player. He he got drafted. He could have played baseball in the, in the major league baseball for a number of years, but he chose football. And of course, he started for as a running back. And we've been friends for all of these years. And uh, he married D. Williams' daughter Becky Becky Williams. Oh, mm. And he, everybody knows D. Williams around the Indianapolis area because yeah. he was a great official both in football and in basketball. And he was a, he worked for uh, Emerald Sporting Goods and called on many of the Indianapolis area coaches. So uh, I had a lot of interest in that particular induction of the Hall of Fame. And they did a beautiful job. Uh, Randy Manier went last, and he wrapped it all up in very, very well. And John Mallory was on, on it. I mean, you talk about funny. He was there. I, I love listening to John Mallory. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was great because those guys were honored and most of them were assistant coaches. Now, Rand coached his latest was at Brown County High School. He owns that uh, Salt Creek Golf Course down there in Nashville. And he... Uh, he lives right not too far from there, and he is—he was a great football player. I mean, I'm telling you, he, he was—he wasn't a little bit good. He was great. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, then the next Sunday, uh, Bob Bridge and I went to an induction at Heritage Lake, 
and we saw a lot of our friends there. And Darren Fisher was inducted into oh, yeah. the Hall of Fame. And uh, Darren Fisher played for Denny Pelly at Mooresville. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he played for Denny, and uh, Denny and his wife were there. Uh, and it was it was very – you could tell uh, how close they were. So, uh, you know, the – you know, and, and – uh, uh, just Denny was uh, what 2015 was elected to the Hall of Fame, and now we have Mo, who was elected in 2016. Mo is a Region 10 kind of guy, and you are still extremely active in the IFCA, uh, mostly with the clinic, but also with the Colts All Stars. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I got um, I had a player make a Colts academic all star team here a few years back and was involved with it a little bit. And uh, I just told Bob Gaddis if, if that position, if you ever needed somebody to, to help out with that, I would be glad to do it. So I took over that. And uh, at the same time, um, I got involved with the state clinic and uh, enjoy both. Uh, the Colts obviously are are great to work with. They do a lot for high school football in Indiana, and then I think our state clinic is outstanding. Uh, just because I think we have so many great high school coaches, I just enjoy. You know, from the start of the season, I follow. You know, I follow your rankings. I follow newspapers. I follow. I just enjoy watching teams and coaches excel and then try to figure out who I can ask to come speak at the clinic. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just enjoy it. I enjoy working with other coaches. Uh, Even though I'm not coaching anymore, it's still uh, being involved in another way. I like working with you, Ted, Bob Gaddis, Dave Land, and everybody else. It's a great time, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you can tell – why these people were successful, Dave. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean it, it's it's no secret, mm. okay? It's no secret. And, and I can't tell you, how, you know, how impressed I have been tonight because um, to get these four people uh, in one spot for one hour uh, is a coup. I'll tell Absolutely. you that. And I'm going to. I almost broke my arm uh, <laughs> patting myself on the back. <laughs> you should. Because this was, uh, this was really special. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, uh, Dick mentioned that Joe Talley was on that first, was on that first uh, <laughs> all-star thing. And he would be, he would be overjoyed with all this. Mm-hmm. And I will also uh, mentioned that uh, since we're talking Region 2 here, that uh, Bob Otolsky was the head coach of the North um, in that 1972 game. So thanks, guys, for everything. I really appreciate it. And uh, Dave and I, uh, we just have fun with this. Yeah, it's, no it, it's an honor, guys. I mean, I've grown up through coaching for over 40 years, and you guys' names were always – uh, at the top of the list there as I was going through the coaching ranks. So uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to be able to talk to you guys and uh, 
man, it just, you guys have done so much for the uh, sport, uh, high school football in the state of Indiana. You know, I get goosebumps talking about it. So thanks so much for being with us. We Thank have you. been very, very blessed. It's, it's all our honor, absolutely. All of us have been blessed. And as Mo said, you know, in the right place at the right time. Uh, yep. No, the Lord works in funny ways. And we don't understand it sometimes. But, boy, you know, we lost Paul Logan last year. and I mean, what a what a wonderful man and great family. And his, his children were there at that Hall of Fame except for Sammy because Sammy – uh, was down there at that passing academy. No, I, I just, I think we learn so much from each other if we're just humble enough to listen and to watch and to learn. I learned so much football from the football camps over the years because we had these guest coaches come in and they they taught us all so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was just such a blessing. I, you know, what you learn is. Probably the most important thing I learned, and we learned it way back in 1972 at that All-Star game, was there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. And oh, yeah. everybody's going to do it their way. And they're going to set it up so that it works for them in their situation. And you, you kind of learn to love the kids into submission. Mm-hmm. And they literally <laughs> will do whatever you want if you just convince them that you love them and you want to help them be as much good as they can be, as God gave them the talent to do. Uh, it, it, and thereby, they play their tails off for you, and and you, you feel so much joy watching, and, and it carries over to the rest of their life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Well, as I said, um, coach Huber, um, and we just, we're thankful for you guys to be with us here and, uh, you know, you guys are welcome anytime on the show. Uh, you know, there's so much knowledge and wisdom that you guys can offer young coaches, especially that's what, uh, I hope that our young coaches take advantage of being able to listen to you guys, uh, talk about how to build a program and what it takes to build a program and the, and the formula. And there are different formulas, uh, but, uh, I tell you what, once you find the right formula and put it together there, uh, it's just a lot of fun to be in a great coaching staff and to be, uh, uh, with a successful team. And, uh, you know, even when it's not so successful, you build a team and a camaraderie amongst those kids and, uh, your coaches and stuff that lasts a lifetime. So that's all, all part of it. So we appreciate that. Enjoyed it, gentlemen. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate all the stuff you guys do. That, yeah. that's it takes a lot of time. I know getting all this together is not easy to do, and it's very much appreciated. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. We'll be back with more right after this. Okay, coaches, it's summer camp season, which means you might be in market for some camp T-shirts or maybe camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cat Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With over 100,000 products available, our designers can come up with something that's unique just for you. Items that will create a lasting impression on your future high school players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. 
Call me, the big cat, at 574-551-5916, and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Gap Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And Coach Huber, I, th- that was kind of an amazing thing. Like, and I can't. I want to pat you on the back too. Putting that together to have those four powerhouse coaches with us, uh, and in one setting, and be able to sit down and just listen to what they had to say. Uh, I was just in awe. I didn't say much because I just wanted to listen. So anyway. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, you know, they're good guys. You know, yeah, all four of them. All four of them, uh, you know, I mean, I've known them for a long time. And, sure. uh, you know, Denny, Denny uh, bent over backwards for us. Uh, yeah. He had a, you know, he couldn't do it uh, another time. He could do it tonight. And he said he might have a little situation yeah, with yeah. practice. <laughs> and, uh you know, Obviously so right now, Denny is the, uh, uh, he works with the D line with Western Boone. Sure. Okay. And, uh, his son is the head coach and, and his son, uh, won three state championships in a row yeah, a few yeah. years ago. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, that's a feather in Denny's cap. And oh, sure. as I mentioned, he was, you know, he was Darren Fisher's, uh, uh-huh. coach in high school oh, and wow. boy, they're, you know, yeah. So this yeah. is just, this just a bunch of good guys. Yeah. No question about it, yeah. you know, yeah. and Joe Talley was right. There ain't any question. No question about it. Well, yeah. And like I said, when I was said there at the end there, I mean, those are all guys that when I first started coaching, uh, I knew their names. I mean, and that was 40 years ago and they were famous back then. And I famous in quotes, as far as it goes to being successful, uh, you know, strong head coaches, they were all that. So it, it's pretty amazing to get a chance to talk to them in all these years. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, soak up some of the stuff that they've got to say. And I would encourage any coach young or old, but especially the young, young dogs to, uh, man, if you get a chance to sit down and be around those guys at the state clinics and stuff like that, just sit down and pick their brain. Uh, you're going to be a better coach as a result of it. There's no question about that. So. Yep. Young guys, if they would listen, 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 and learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Coach, uh, I think I'll fire up a little ending music here, and uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. That was a great show there, and we got more of it to come. We've got uh, more legends that we're going to be talking to and talking about here as we go through the rest of the summer. And, of course, uh, summer camps are – you know, uh, conditioning and all that's going on there. And I was just up at Valparaiso last night as our Warsaw Tigers went up there and uh, I had a little scrimmage action with the uh, state champion uh, Valparaiso Vikings and also uh, the Elkhart Lions were there. So we had a great time and a triangular scrimmage situation with them and got to see the offenses and the defenses go to work a little bit. So uh, I'm starting to get excited, Coach, because uh, pretty soon regular season will be here. So... We really encourage everyone uh, to uh, keep doing all the great things you do with our high school kids and also with our young kids in your young kid camps because you guys have an impact not just as football players but on being good human beings. So thanks for tuning in, anyone, and have a great week.